KMTT, Ki Mitzion Torah. You're listening to the Erev Shabbat program, Erev Shabbat Kafhei Biyar, Erev Shabbat Kodesh Parshat Bimidbar, Shabbat Mevachim Kodesh Sivan, and you are listening to your host, Jonathan Snowbell. Every year when I come up to Parshat Bimidbar, go over the Parsha, I find it difficult to find things to talk about. I find Parshat Bimidbar a very technical Parsha, there's a lot of technical details that we have to learn and understand, but within the framework of the Erev Shabbat program, I find it a little bit more difficult to find something of a larger topic that can be stretched into an idea of, uh, of Musar or ideals, and I'm sure it's because of my myopic vision and I have a lot to learn from Parshat Bamidbar. However, Parshat Bamidbar allows me to stretch towards Sefer Bamidbar as a whole. And every year when I come to this time of year with Sefer Bamidbar, it's a depressing Sefer as far as I'm concerned. The depressing Sefer perhaps with a hint of hope at the end. Sefer Bamidbar begins with great excitement and exhilaration, preparation towards going into Eretz Yisrael. The whole Sefer is about, the whole beginning of the Sefer, pardon me, is heading towards Eretz Yisrael. And it very little deals with the people and the, and, and the issues that they have. It's about God's plan. We're counting everybody. We're getting everybody into Machanot, the camps, towards movement towards Eretz Yisrael. Um... We're describing the movements, who are the Nasi'im. Everything is heading towards going into Eretz Yisrael. From the beginning of Parashat B'midbar till Behalotcha. And of course, Vayibin Tzoharon Vayor Moshe, and we're moving, and everything is great. Somehow, the Nunim Hafuchim that we see in Parashat Behalotcha, the upside-down Nuns that are written into the Sefer Torah, symbolize a change of direction. While everything is heading forward and towards Eretz Yisrael, other things are brewing underneath the surface, which are not expressed in God's plan, but are expressed in the human dimension of Sefer B'midbar. And the human dimension is, there are people who are not so happy with leaving Mitzrayim, or more, more truly, they're not so happy about moving to Eretz Yisrael. They're not so happy whether it's but taking responsibility for themselves vis-a-vis being a slave, whether it's taking responsibility for themselves vis-a-vis the Midbar, where everything is taken care of for them, whether they're not happy with this yoke of mitzvot, of commandments that has been placed upon them, as Rashi alludes to in Parshat Ba'alotcha, whether they're not prepared for the spirituality that Eretz Yisrael demands of us, and this starts brewing in Parshat Balotcha. It reaches a climax in perhaps Parshat Shlach, perhaps in Parshat Noach, uh, Korach, pardon me, where it's determined that we're not going into Eretz Yisrael and we're heading towards 40 years of Galut. And then we reach Parshat Chukat, in which we're now dealing with a new generation generation that is heading into Eretz Yisrael. 
And funnily enough, when we begin Parshat Chukat, we begin with a sin once again. B'nai Yisrael complaining, why did you take us out of Mitzrayim? And there's no water. And here something ironic takes place where Moshe and Aaron, who are faithful to God throughout, they are punished and they don't go into Eretz Yisrael. And this this new generation, which complains just like the previous generation, do go into Eretz Yisrael. And from here on in the preparations towards going into Eretz Yisrael take place again. New Nisim, new pr- princes of the tribes, a new count of B'nai Israel. Be- we even begin wars against enemies on the border of Eretz Yisrael. And from the here on in, we're moving back towards Eretz Yisrael. At this point, I'm not going to go into the details, what's different about this new generation and why in Parshat Chukat are the sins uh, of complaining about Mitzrayim forgivable sins, whereas Chetam and the sins before and after, not sins that could be forgiven. But what we have in in Sefer Bamidbar, I think stronger than the other Sfarim, is this concept of Nitzchiyut, eternity. Eternity is about circles. Circles go down and up and down and up. At the beginning of Sefer Bemidbar, Am Yisrael are on an up. They're heading towards Eretz Yisrael after getting the Torah. In the middle of Sefer Bemidbar, Am Yisrael is down. They're sinning and they lose the privilege of going to Eretz Yisrael. A privilege when it was lost in the eyes of Chazal, is considered one, as one of the things that are the basis for Tisha B'Av, Tisha B'av the, one of the five things that occurred on Tisha B'Av, in addition to, along with, pardon me, the destruction of the Batei Mikdash, is the decree that B'nai Israel will not go into Eretz Israel, a tragic day in Jewish history. And then up once again at the end of Sefer B'midbar, the 40 years pass, in relative silence as far as the Torah is concerned. And we're back on the way to Eretz Yisrael. And here we're not on the top of the circle yet because here we're on the on the rising part of the circle. We hit the top of the circle when we enter Eretz Yisrael and we capture Eretz Yisrael and Sefer Yoshua. And of course, again, in Sefer Shoftim, we start going down the other side of the circle. <coughs> this is the concept of eternity. Eternity is a circle. It has two sides to the circle. There's a side of the circle that says you may be on the way down, you may be at the bottom of the circle, but you're in a circle, and the circle will rise to the top again. And there is the other side of the circle. You're on the way up, perhaps you're at the top, but you have the potential to go back down if you're not careful. Both of those sides of the circle are, or both of the sides of the circle are, can lead one to pessimism. What's the difference what we're doing now? At the end, it's a circle, we'll always end up on the bottom. Or it's a view for optimism. 
It could be that we're on the bottom now, but we're, we could reach the top again. And it could be we're, we're at the top, and we might fall down, but we can always reach the top again. It's a reason, this circle is a reason for hope, and it is also a reason to be hesitant. When we're at the bottom, it's a reason for hope. And when we're at the top, it's a reason to be careful and not take for granted the position that we're in. At the time of the disengagement from the Gaza Strip, the anti-disengagement disengagement, uh, publicists, forces, whatever we want to call them, had a slogan, Am HaNetzach lo mefached miderech arukah. The eternal nation is not afraid of a long road. It was always interesting to me at the time, and all the more so afterwards, how much this slogan was of truth, in my mind at least, after the disengagement. For all those people who felt disgruntled and felt at a loss and felt disconnected and hopeless, after all the attempts to stop the disengagement, and it still happened, I felt now more than ever, was true. Despite everything that happened, despite the tragic, regardless of our political opinions, destruction of Jewish settlements in Eretz Israel, we have a long road in front of us, if this is a down, we could go up. And if this is not the end of the down, we can still go up. This idea, I think, is important for us uh, heading into Yom Yerushalayim. Yom Yerushalayim, which we're now in the 40th year, we're going to be celebrating the 41st anniversary, which will be celebrated this Monday, Sunday night, is constantly and always a reminder of this idea of eternity. And with all the difficulties that we may be experiencing now in Jerusalem, whether it's from the leadership in Jerusalem, whether it's from the question of the future of Jerusalem, whether Harabait, the Temple Mount, will remain in our hands, whether the Iratikawa will remain in our hands, what's going to be the future of Jerusalem? Yom Yerushalayim is a remarkable achievement we were at the bottom of the circle with regards to Yerushalayim for many 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 years and the idea that Jews would return to Jerusalem and that the Jewish government would have sovereignty over Jerusalem and Jews would be able to go to the Kotel or more importantly to access Harabait well, and taking into account that it's not an ideal situation there at all Jewishly. Jewish people are not allowed to pray on Harabite in a sovereign Jewish state. All that being said, generations upon generations of Jews lived outside of Eretz Israel. Didn't dream, didn't dream of going to Jerusalem, except for in hypothetical dreams of the Mashiach could come any day and suddenly change everything in the world in one day. Here we are, a generation of people, or several generations of people who have witnessed the Holocaust, 
witnessed the establishment of the state of Israel and witnessed the capturing of Jerusalem and Jerusalem being in sovereign Jewish hands. What a tremendous achievement. That in itself is, that in itself is a source of hope because it's hard for any of us who live at present to determine what part of the circle we are on. Are we at the top of the circle? Are we going up? Are we going down? Is there room for optimism now? Is there room for pessimism? Because we're on the way down, perhaps. It's impossible for a person living at the present to determine that. However, anybody living in this generation, whether born after the reunification of Jerusalem, whether born before whether born a long time before, who witnessed all of the events that I mentioned, the speed in a historical sense of the changing speed of the ability of history to change is unbelievable. Because from the, from the Holocaust to the reunification of Jerusalem, a mere 22 years passed. A batting of an a, a, a wink of an eye, in historical terms, and the Jewish people went from the low of the lows to higher heights, and that is a source of hope and a source of optimism. And that source of hope and optimism doesn't only have to be there when we feel that we're at the top of the circle. That source of hope and optimism can be with us even when we feel that we're going down or we're at the bottom, which I think we should say the Jewish people shouldn't feel that they're at the bottom today. Jewish people have a lot of reason with all the difficulties that they might perceive. I think it's unjustified to feel that we're at the bottom of the circle. Th that or that, being what it may, the circle, Netzach, with the right attitude, can always be a source of optimism. Because things can change, and in a time span of 40 years, you can go from being on the way to Eretz Yisrael to not going into Eretz Yisrael, and then going back into Eretz Yisrael again. And while eternity does not apply to me as an individual, it applies to the nation. The nation is always headed to the top of the circle. And even if we know that there is always potential for sin and for losing what we are given, God has taught us time and time again that it's a long road and He never lets go of us. He does not abandon us. And as low as we may sink, there's always a future for us. Yom Yerushalayim can then be a difficult day when we want to be critical about what is around us and there's what to be critical of. But Yom Yerushalayim is a source of hope. It is a source of hope in historical teachings that the Jewish people came back to Jerusalem after so many thousands, after 2,000 years of exile and not being in control of Jerusalem. The Jewish people returned and were able to be sovereign over Jerusalem again. And it's a source of optimism because it teaches us the lesson of Netzach, of eternity. And it teaches us 
that, yes, there is eternity to the Jewish people. God does not abandon the Jewish people. And things that seemed impossible can happen. And whether we're on the way up, we're at the top, we're on the way down or on the, at the bottom, we will always end up at the top again. And that is the meaning of Netzach. Then even at the bottom, we will be at the top. And even being at the top and being aware and afraid of going back to the bottom, we are not afraid because we know that we are a nation of eternity and we will always head, head, uh, head up back to the top again. On that note, Shabbat Shalom and Yom Yerushalayim Sameach.